It's time for the SVU After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking Season 21, Episode 9, Can't Be Held Accountable. We have so much to talk about. Stick around. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Hello, welcome back. It's SVU here on AfterBuzz TV. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to AfterBuzz TV's drama channel. That's where SVU lives. It's dramatic, especially this one, actually. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I'm your host, Yael Teagle. I'm joined by the lovely Taylor Gates. Hey, lovely. Thank you. I'm I'm in a good mood. Woo! Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> no, it'll be great. I like this episode. I loved this episode. This is season 21, episode 9. Can't be held accountable. Before we jump in, we should let everyone know what we're about. We should. Um, if you find yourself in a situation where you need someone to talk to, if you were assaulted uh, or anything, please, please reach out for help. Call the RAIN hotline. It is 1 800 656 4673. 1 800 We want to make sure you have resources. I think that's, like, something really important to us here on the show. Yeah, for sure. Especially because our content warning. Sometimes sometimes the show gets really dark, and and the only way for us to get through it is to make light. And so we tend to joke a little bit, not about, you know, real things that happen, but about the show, and and consider this your content warning. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I feel like this episode specifically... We're gonna make a lot of jokes. This episode was off the was off the rails a little. Uh, yeah, but I loved it. Me too. I really enjoyed it, especially after the last two weeks where I felt that it was not as great as it could have been. This oh, one, I think, yeah. brought me back. Yeah, it felt very like like what SVU does really well is like super rich people in New York, <laughs> and like, I don't know. I feel like some of those episodes are like the best ones because sometimes rich people are just ridiculous. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. You know it. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, let's jump into the storyline. We start at the end. Uh, yeah. We see a man uh, whom every Mad Men fan knows. Pete Campbell. Pete Campbell, and he kills himself. Steve, though, for this episode. Sure, gets. Steve. Steve gets, and he kills himself in prison. And at this moment, I shouted, I know what story we're doing. Yeah, same. Uh, we, we all know. I think what's funny is uh, seeing him in prison... And knowing from the promo of the storyline, my mind went, oh, I think we're doing this storyline. And then when he killed himself, I went, oh, we're, we're definitely, definitely doing the storyline. Yes. Exactly. Um, and we'll tell you all about that later. Yeah, we will. We'll tell you about our rip from the headline segment. Yes. Okay, so then we jump two months earlier. Yeah. Uh, and we meet Grania, played by the lovely and wonderful Brie Turner. Um, for all the Grimm fans, that's Rosalie. You are not a Grimm fan. You have no idea what I'm talking about. But I'm a fan of her. She was great. <laughs> She's amazing. And seeing her in this role, so in, in Grimm, she played the most gentle, kind-hearted. Really? Like, uh, hippie, like like an, a crunchy granola Oregon um, woman, and, and she was so sweet. So to see her being this, like, uh, New York socialite um, businesswoman, with the way she spoke, I've never heard Brie speak like that. She has the range. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was really nice to see that. Uh, she meets our girl Ivy. She tells her, you're stunning. 
And she <laughs> is an agent for... No, scout. Sorry, scout <laughs> for Give Me That Body Fitness. I'm sorry, what is it? Give Me That Body Fitness. <laughs> That's right, if you're playing the drinking game at home, stop, because we're going to get you really sick. Give Me That Body Fitness. <laughs> uh, I was saying this earlier, Give Me That Body sounds like... Uh, an Instagram scam. Like, it, it truly does. Like, it does not sound like you would, like, go and be like, oh, yeah, what's your favorite, like, brand of leggings? Like, oh, I love Lululemon. Like, I love Give Me That Body Fitness. Like, no one, <laughs> I just don't see the branding behind this. It, it feels like an Instagram account um, by some scammers in a different country. <laughs> hey, girl, <laughs> you look so great on your last post. It's, hey, girl, you fresh, healthy body. <laughs> Because that's what Gets likes. He likes fresh, healthy bodies like yours. Like, what? What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> you need some marketing help. Also, I really have a lot. What is a fresh, healthy body? Especially because like you... a fresh, healthy body, right, you know? But then we see that they're forcing her to lose weight. So, like, obviously you don't want a fresh, healthy body. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Okay. So, anyway, um, we then meet Ivy's little sister, Millie, and her father, Detective Frank Bucci. I want to pause here for a real quick second. That is guest star Nick Tortoro. Some people may recognize him uh, from a lot of other stuff. He is part of the Tortoro family. Um, and they, I believe, uh, John Turturro, I believe, is their brother. Um, John Turturro was in Mr. Deeds. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but he was also Mr. Deeds with Adam Sandler. And Nick Turturro was in Chuck and Larry okay. with Adam Sandler. Well, it's an Adam Sandler family. Yes. Um, also, later, we meet our judge, and um, the judge is played by their cousin. Oh, really? Yes. Um, Ada Turturro. Yeah. I love that. There's like a, that's cool, but can you also get a job for my cousin? <laughs> but that's the thing. Sure. Is she's but Judge Katano's been on before. Yeah. Like she's a staple. I love that. I wonder if she was like my my cousin. You may know he's an actor. He's been in a few films. <laughs> he's just like flip well the business card. <laughs> I actually love. I love that idea of that. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we meet this family. Uh, we also find out that the mother is out of the picture. Ivy goes for her test shoot. Steve really likes her. I, I think I found my new give me that body girl. Like, I just can't take it seriously when they say give me that body. I couldn't take it seriously when they're like, you're a natural. I went, she looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. She's well, a terrible model. She's beautiful. But yes, but that being pretty and being a model, those are true. different she's things. She's not, like, comfortable in the space. No, like, to... As someone who's modeled, um, no, I, I actually just know a bunch of models. I'm not I'm not saying I'm a model. I've watched 18 seasons of America's Next Top Model, sure, so kind right. of a big deal. So we're experts, um, <laughs> and and uh, she just this woman doesn't know how to like show her angles or or find the light or the simple things you need to be able to do. Relax, relax <laughs> your face. You know what I mean? Like, well, she gets there. Does she? Over the montage of the pop song montage, she gets there. Uh, so she, that's what happens is we have our montage. We have her arriving all the time. She starts to dress nicer, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there are weigh-ins. Again, <laughs> I thought they liked fresh, healthy girls. Yeah, I wonder if we'll explore because this is a two-parter. I wonder if we're gonna if we're gonna explore like that side of things too because that's like also sketch. Which part? That they're making like fourteen-year-olds go on diets. 
I mean, that's the modeling industry. I that's know, literally but it would be interesting works. to see this, you know, as if you kind of take that on too. I've seen that episode. Well. I've seen multiple episodes. Ooh, ooh, they're all coming to me. Sorry. Okay, let's get back to this episode. Um, we see some photo shoots. As the photo shoots continue, she's wearing increasingly less clothing. She's topless in one of them, selling, I guess, the shorts? I don't know what we're selling in that photo. We're not selling anything at that point. And then he says, now drop your hands. And she's like, what? I don't want to. And he says, it's give me that body. You can, you can do, do that, that, can't you? What? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's how it works. I feel like um, they chose the name Give Me That Body for this line alone. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so silly. Um, so then we see uh, her being raped and he places the cash on her and walks away. I want to talk a little bit about, because we talked about this before, the direction of this episode. It was so good. Um, so this episode was directed by, I believe it was Noberto Barba, who is where we got um, D.A. Barba's name. I love it. He also was a producer on Grimm. I love it. So funny. NBC, small family. Yeah. Um, but we really appreciated, there were two parts that we really liked the way they were shot. You enjoyed... I liked the scene where she, like, takes a sip of wine and then some of her lipstick is left on the glass. And then we kind of focus in on that glass and in the background we see her and doing other stuff with other guys. But I really liked... um, I thought that was... I don't know. I just thought it was a really cool shot. Yeah, to see the glass in the forefront and have the rest be kind of blurred. Yeah. Um, I also think the way that... Because on this show we do see some assault and the way that it was shown in this scene where you're just seeing, like, her face and, and top of her shoulders... Um, and not seeing what's being done to her. I think that it's more about her and how she's feeling and Mm -hmm. less about, you know, his perspective, which I think is really a beautiful way to do something so terrible. Yeah, I agree. I really, I I thought the whole episode was really, like, really, like, cinematography was on point. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, So she's, as we said, servicing his friends and asked to bring her little sister. Well, yeah, how old are you, sweetheart? Almost, Almost 13. 13. Almost. What? What is that supposed to mean? He's so scummy, and he played it really well, though. Like, I hate this guy. I mean, if you've seen Mad Men. I know. But it's, he, it's an extension of that. It is. But I just, I don't know. I was really, I was like, yeah, he's 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 enveloping this character right yeah. now. Like, I hate this dude so much. He's so arrogant. Like, ugh, we'll talk more about it. <laughs> so we meet, uh, Bucci goes to SVU to ask Rollins for help. His daughters uh, may be the victim of predators. He says that Ivy got a job, took her baby's sister, and she freaked out, brought her home, and she tried to tell him what happened, but Ivy shut it down. He searched her room, found 4000 in cash, Adderall, birth control pills, and then he says he missed the signs. Here are the signs he thinks he missed. She's wearing a lot of makeup. She's wearing short skirts. She's staying out late and talking on the phone all the time. She's a teenager. Yeah. Those, not the signs. Right. Other things, the signs. $4,000 in cash. Yeah, that's a sign. <laughs> Birth Probably control Probably didn't pills. get that at the ice cream shop. Like, I just am speculating that's right. not what you're going to make for two weeks at, the you know, The things in her cream. room, that's the sign. Right. Her wearing makeup and, and, you know, short skirts and staying out late and on the phone. Teenager. Yeah truth um what is this question i'm being asked don't tell dad i I have to jump in i remember a line that midway through the show that said she said don't tell yeah she said don't tell dad he pops in he's like don't tell dad what and she's like nothing and walks off i'm like that's a sign too yeah that's so 
true. Never that's addressed. Like clearly a song. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We have uh, Jonathan the Booth, who yes. is a big SVU fan. Everybody, uh, as you should be. Um. Yeah. That's she. That part is from when she gets the job, right? Um. And she's like, I'm gonna be a model, and then she's like, Don't tell Dad. Which, like, why not? <laughs> it's just for give me that body, right? But like, if. If you think it's legitimate, <laughs> it should be fine. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so she knows. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anywho. Anyway. Um, exactly. So, <laughs> and also, what kind of former cop leaves it at don't tell dad what? Okay. Okay. Oh, mac and cheese. No, sir. Interrogate them. Elliot Stabler would never let that go. Oh, that's true. And he has it before. <laughs> that's true. Back in season one, like three or four or whatever, when... Kathleen and Maureen were... <laughs> oh, those girls. I mean, also, we had the episode, speaking of the eating disorders of the modeling yeah. industry, they do have the one where his oldest daughter uh, stopped eating. Yes. And then he's like, we're going to Italian. She's like, I'm not going to eat Italian. He's like, not you. We're going to Italian. I don't yeah. care what you eat. Which was smart. That was the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, apparently, Ivy is missing. We don't know where she is. Millie talks to some of our detectives, says she's mean all the time, probably because she's hungry. That's my favorite part of the episode. That she's right. right there. She's that, right. Yeah. That's why she's mean. She hasn't eaten in months. Okay. Yeah. Um, Millie thinks she's having sex because she looked at her computer history and it had all this sex stuff. That's, like, very smart for a 12-year-old. Uh I don't. I think today's twelve-year-olds know how to use computers. I guess and well, you can use it, but she was like, "That—that's the first thing she's gonna do." She's like, "I'm gonna check her DMs." Then I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, it's pretty smart." Yeah. Um, I want to know what all this sex stuff was that she found. Was it porn? Was it laundry? Like, what is? Oh, it? I think it's like DM. Like, well, then she says pictures. guys are sending yeah. DMs, but. Don't be vague. Why are we being vague? We can be vague. I think we get it. I, I don't. I need to understand. <laughs> All right. Um, we find Ivy at a photo shoot. Kat threatens to tell Grania and Getz that Ivy gave them up, but instead she pretends to be her aunt. I loved it. We meet Kitty Bucci. Like, I love how that's what she comes up with. Uh, what's another name? Ooh, Kitty. <laughs> right. Kat was fine. Kitty. <laughs> how many times has Stabler been undercover as Elliot? Absolutely love that she said it was Kitty. That was so funny. <laughs> anyway, I had to like do a double take because in the next scene I didn't really register that's what she said. And the next scene it's like I pretend to be Kitty. I'm like hold up, hold up. <laughs> you pretend to be Kitty? I thought that was so good. All right, so my notes now switch to Kitty. Um, so uh, Ganya, Granya, what's her name? Granya says she's so well behaved. And then Kitty says, "You mean when the men pass her around and she does what they ask?" Kat, we talked about this. You gotta chill. Kitty, you gotta yeah. chill, Kitty. She, I'm like, girl, <laughs> slow down, slow your roll. Um, so Kitty's requests pay off because um, she says it would be a good or request. Sorry, Kitty requests a payoff. Uh, it would be a good idea for me and Ivy's dad to be on your side. Rollins points out to Finn. <laughs> That he's the sergeant and should reel her in. Uh, this, I want to just, I want to like have the show really discuss this. Yeah. That Finn is supposed to be her superior and does not care. Ever. He doesn't care or do anything. He's like, she went off book. So we I went. really think this is going to become like an extra problem in the back half of the season. Like with Finn not wanting to like do his job. Well, yeah, but also just like. Allowing, allowing his subordinates to just like do too much, and like he he does know better than this. I feel like 
I don't, but he's like, I don't know if he's allowing them space to learn. Like, he just doesn't want to have it. I just don't, I don't know why he's not doing it. It's funny because I feel like it, it has to come into play, but I feel like it's because, as we know, he didn't want to take the sergeant exam. He didn't want to be promoted. He didn't want to move up. He was happy where he was. And I think this is going to play out in a way that they're like, you have to take responsibility. And he's like, I didn't want responsibility. Yeah, I'm excited. I really hope they explore that because it's been coming up too much for it not to. Right, And and, you know, being specifically pointing out, like, you do something. Right. Um, and he's like, let's <laughs> let her play it out. Let's see what happens. That said, it very much feels like Young Finn, one of my favorite episodes. Oh, so good. From early ep- seasons was just on the other day. Um, season two, uh, I want to say it's called Runaways. And um, he goes undercover like real quick. To, he goes to talk to some lawyer and he walks in with Munch. And he's like, he pays the guy and he's like, you're my lawyer now. Where's this guy? And then he, the lawyer asks him who Munch is and he goes, that's my Jew. Yeah. That's oh, one of my favorite episodes. Finn's just such a great character. Well, then he gets yelled at for going undercover without approval. And to be fair, Benson would do the same thing. Every Everyone has gone undercover without approval. Right. Um, so... Yeah, we're going to see what happens. We bring the footage to Benson. We find out um, about Grania, who is the sometimes girlfriend and talent scout, also known as the procurer. Um, and uh, Kat says, I told her I wanted it on the action. She didn't blink. It um, got her an invite to the townhouse. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I saw an opening and went with my gut. Next time, don't. Um, <laughs> it like, worked Whoa. out, but it could have. it just as easily could have blown up the case. She's right. Yeah, but, they, but also like you did the same thing when you were her. And like it wasn't the. I mean, it turned out to not be like the best idea. Like you know, we there was repercussions, but we'll it wasn't the. That. It wasn't like the stupidest thing she could have done either. Yes, I was like that was thinking on her feet. Like she did get an in. She's on kind of the inside now of right. everything. Like I thought it was like relatively a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a smart move. I also thought that it was cuz it gets us eyes on Ivy to protect her. Mm-hmm. It gets us in the house and exactly. it, and it gets us incriminating evidence. Yeah. Um so we have um we find out from Benson the the plan is to attack on all sides, which I think is the right move. Exactly. Yeah. She like points out this guy's smart. We need to attack from every direction. Um it really Hearing Grania's the sometimes girlfriend and talent scout or procure is very much, I went, yeah, we've already done this half of the episode. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, But they talk to the doorman. They follow girls. Ivy and Kitty go to Getz's place. (laughs) I love when she gets the door and Kitty's like, oh, wow. It's like, it's It's not not real real gold. gold. (laughs) I just, I want a whole series of her playing this like dumb aunt character who's just like who's like sneaky but like also like kind of stupid but like kind of like I thought that like this undercover persona was just like so fun. It was I was like what is happening? I loved it. I it just that moment is so funny. It's not real gold. It's not real gold. Oh. All right. So, she gives her a $10,000 one-time finder's fee to split with her brother um Ivy's dad. And that next time Ivy's coming alone, and then Kitty, smart move, is like finder's fee, 
what if I find someone else? Yeah. She's like, we're not hiring. And she's like, too bad. I'm a Catholic school social worker. What is that? I'm sorry. That's not a job. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I was like, I went to Catholic school and I just don't. We didn't have social workers. I got so confused. Did she mean she's a Catholic school counselor? Did she mean she's a social worker that works, like, is in, you know, close with a school? I don't understand what she does. I don't either. I was like, girl, I I think that you... That's where you blew it. Yeah, I I would have been like, what does that mean? Tell me more. If I heard Grania, I would have been like, that's that's not a job. Or fake career. (laughs) (laughs) You You did not do your research. Oh, I, I, I work at a Catholic school. Just say you're Got a teacher it. at a Catholic school. I would even have said, like, a school counselor. Right. Period. Just, it's so specific, but, like, in the wrong way. Also, like, a social worker <laughs> would not be doing this. I mean, unless you're shady. Okay, like so. Like Kitty, apparently. She says, neglect in some of these homes, these sweet, pretty girls. Steve could really make a difference in their lives. Why are you pretending like you don't know what's happening? She's so... She was wild. It was She's crazy. off the charts. Uh, so then Frank asks Rollins if he's been arrested. <laughs> They're like, you know that's not how this works. Yeah. Um, and he says that if SVU won't take care of it, he will. He won't wait for justice. Nope. All right. So Crazy's reviewing the case. No girls will testify because they've all been paid off. Ivy's not willing because she won't turn on Getz. Um, Grania's on tape, but, you know, not really helpful. Just incriminates her. Millie is willing to testify, but all that gets us that he's a sleaze. And then they're like, uh, Finn asks if there's any other advice, and he tells them to figure it out. <laughs> Great. Thank you. It's like he forgot how cops work. That's the thing. Like, you think that he would be more compassionate? No. Not even compassionate. Helpful. Right. Be figure helpful. it out. Yeah. Bye. Gotta go hang out with my BFF Hadid. <laughs> so Benson suggests that we go after Getz within his Boyd cycle. Let's talk about this for a quick sec. This is a Chief Garland thing to catch him off guard. A, we've never heard of it. Like, yeah. it's never been brought up. And B, it's not really explained. And then C, what they do is not it. Yeah, I I thought that whole line was weird. So the idea is to approach him in a men's room at a steakhouse to throw him off guard. And I totally understand the idea behind that. I think that makes sense. But what they did was they approached him and took took him to the station. Right. And he called his lawyer. So, like, you didn't catch him off guard. He just went to a bathroom. Right. That's where you should have interrogated him. Right. That's where... Because he'd be very uncomfortable. Right. And confused. Yeah. Anyway. But he wasn't. No. Also... He was just cracking jokes. <laughs> I mean, what are you, else are you going to do when your thing's out? Anyway. So... <laughs> well... <laughs> uh, I also want... To hear Chief Garland explain what the Boyd cycle is. I watched it three times and then put on closed captioning to understand what they're saying. Yeah. Boyd cycle? I don't know, Is this man. a thing? People in the chat, Let is this a know. real thing or am Boyd I... Boyd cycle is my, a thing. Anyway. All right. So we have the sit down with the lawyers. Essentially, they got nothing. Wait, I'm so sorry. We have to go back yes. because there are so many lines in that bathroom <laughs> that we must repeat. Please. First of all, I love how he just like is like Paige. I'm being harassed. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that all the time. Paige, I'm being harassed. I just thought he said that like the deadpan delivery was so funny on that. And he's like, "Mind if I zip up? Or you wouldn't do that for me." And she just goes, "Wash your hands, sweetie." <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. That was one of the like uh, script spoilers that they put out. I think. Uh, and I thought it was. I, 
I was like, ooh, I don't know if this will actually like translate to screen well. It did. It was great. <laughs> wash your wash your hands, sweetie. I don't like the the script spoilers. I kind of do, just because I'm. I mean, I'm a writer, so I like right. to see how it like translates back and forth. Wash your hands, sweetie. <laughs> uh, Paige, I'm being harassed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they sit down with the lawyers. He's like, everyone's an employee. Whatever, they got nothing there. Um, but the good news is that they're not onto cat yet. Um, whoever's complaining wishes they were me, even for a day. I disagree. I just, like, he, this, like, this line right here is why, like, I mean, I hate him, obviously, for many reasons, but I'm just like, you're so arrogant. Like, I hate you. Yeah. Um, so Bucci's in an accident, he's at the hospital, gets told him and his sister to back off. I don't even got a little sister. <laughs> They took his wallet, but it was just for show because they didn't take his gun. I think that's a really interesting distinction. If I was mugging someone, not that I would mug someone, <laughs> but I also would not necessarily take their gun. No. I, I think if I saw the gun, I would drop the wallet I'd and be like, run. Well, <laughs> this failed. We tried. <laughs> My bad. Now we all know I won't mug people. <laughs> um, all right. So then he's like, was it that rookie you see? Oi. Calm down. Her name, she has a name. It's Kitty. Okay. Kitty Kitty Bucci. Kitty Bucci. So this isn't about the cops going after Gets. It's a message to Frank and Kitty. Ivy gets mad at Cat. She said, this is your fault. My dad could have died because you sent a UC rookie. The most cop kid thing I've ever heard. Right. I went, oh, you're such a cop kid. (laughs) You sent a rookie. You sent a rookie. You see in here. Oi. So Benson says to Ivy, nothing happened to Millie. Uh, Benson's talking to Ivy, and um, Ivy says nothing happened to Millie. Benson's like, not yet. Um, and she said, my dad would have been fine if the cops weren't involved. A, your dad started it. He went to the cops. Mm-hmm. And B, disagree. Yeah, like this probably still would have still would have been. They're going to intimidate him no matter what. Right. I think what's interesting is, right, this is the moment that we all think that Kat messed up and everyone's mad at her. I guess, but I don't see that. Right. Because them going after him is just because they couldn't find her because she's not a real person. Like, she might have, like, escalated the situation by being involved, but there was, eventually this was going to happen. It was inevitable that this was going to happen, but maybe, like, her pushing and, you know, popping up here and there, maybe that could have made it, like, the timeline faster. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I disagree. I feel like a kid being abused and a terrible relative being like, you want me to stay silent, pay me off, mm-hmm. is within reason if you're abusing a child, like, I think that's the kind of thing you should expect. Yeah. If you're going to abuse a child, you'll probably, you'll probably get blackmailed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the idea that he would then take that out on the father seems stupid. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that I would, I don't know why we're all blaming Kat for this. It's not like Kat slipped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she just made a call that. Didn't you know, go she, well. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't expect these repercussions from it. It's kind of like when it, um, Stabler went undercover, and um, in the the one with the animals, and uh, yes, and and wildlife, then he gets, yeah, yeah. Wildlife, and then he gets shot. Monkey in a basketball. <laughs> Monkey in a basketball. Um, it's like that where Benson came to <clears throat> check on him, and because of that, he got shot. He was undercover with bad guys. There was a chance he was going to get right, shot. Right. So, so it's. She didn't mess it up. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't a... Anyway. It's a, she's an easy scapegoat. Right. Um, so the wife calls from rehab. She knows everything. It seems that Ivy's been telling her everything and she's trying to get info to make dad look bad because the divorce isn't finalized. I thought that's very interesting that Ivy's telling her mother everything. Yeah. Like, are you telling her that you're being paid to be raped by adults? Right. Like, like what is everything? Right. Um, so Bucci says, you should have told me about the UC screwing up. Where's my gun? First of all, <laughs> this was a, this was a scene. Let me tell you. Well, but, but but when did she screw up? Like that's I don't know. the. I think we're missing something because him getting beat up, she didn't screw up. She pressured them to give her more money, which yeah. I think again is a reasonable situation for them. They're bad guys, and she was like, "Pay me off." Well, that's the thing. I think it's just like they, she like made it more complicated in their eyes. Like I think it's just like she's an easy person to blame because no one wants to blame themselves. Sure. Um, so then he's like, "I want my gun now." <laughs> Ivy, take your sister up. No one's listening to me. Everyone's listening to you. <laughs> Where's my gun? I need my gun. He's not getting away with it. She's like, oh, "I can't walk. Can't let you walk out of here with those words." Except that you're not stopping him. Yeah, he just stands back there. I can't let you walk out of here. Yeah, you can't go. Stay. Stop me. <laughs> um, Ivy decides. This is when she decides she's going to testify. I'll tell them everything. Thank you. Thank you. I really wish her dad would have turned around and been like, okay, good. And then sat back down. <laughs> just like chilled. Thank you. Right. That's like, all I wanted. Like that was his plan. <laughs> I would have loved that. Um, so Hadid finds out that Ivy's going to testify, um, that they have the procured uh, Grognon tape buying off RUC, Ivy's aunt. I did love how she was like, he could have cleared the hard drives. He could be on a plane. And he's just not. Like, he's just chilling in his house. I'm yeah. like, you are such an idiot. Um, so they go arrest him uh, and execute the search warrant. We have the best lines of the episode. We sure do. Tell us. You had me fooled. You played low rent whore like you were born into it. You would know. <laughs> I literally paused my TV and I was like, whoa. Like, that was, that was a a burn if I've ever seen one. It was great. You wouldn't know. Uh, Rollins finds the photos. We charge him with rape, forcible touching, and hiring a prostitute. We get Judge Catano again in Ada Turturro. Um, the lawyer tries to plead with Carisi. I really love what he's like, billionaire pedophile. That's two words people don't like on their yeah. own. Yeah, that's good. It's pretty good. Um, Abrams, the lawyer, is willing is willing to try to see about doing four years for a criminal sex act. Bucci's mad. Finn says he can make a statement. Um, he will never be held accountable. The sentencing hearings moved. We ha- find out that Katano is biased because she had a gym membership that she couldn't get out of. I thought that was funny because I feel like that is kind of a bias. Yeah. Yeah, because she couldn't get out of it, so like, she, she sued probably them. never should have taken this on. Like this, that, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm mad that they like won't cancel my member. So, like she straight up sued them and won. So like, why was she ever on this case? Well, it gets moved to let him go, Joe. Let him go, Joe. Which, as my roommate, who is not an SVU fan but watches with me, goes, "Why would you have a judge whose nickname is <laughs> let, let him go, go Joe?" Jo. <laughs> uh, so the judge says, "Oh, this part, I got so mad." The judge says uh, that Getz had no way of knowing she was underage. I'm going to pause there. The, the, we've agreed to four years for a criminal sex act. That has nothing to do with her being underage. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he says that she was paid. <laughs> yeah, that's prostitution. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Still a crime, so mind he, you. So he disagrees. He doesn't see criminal sex acts. He sees consensual sexual activity, which then everyone else points out she's underage. And he says she made her own choices. If a 15-year-old has the right to an abortion without parental approval, then she can make her decisions. Mm. But that's not the law. Straight the law up. is that she's underage and can't make those decisions. The two things, they got nothing to do with each other, my dude. Let like, go, Joe. I get where you have this thought, but the law says no. Yeah, that's not. it doesn't matter. Your um, point's moot. So he's dismissing the rape and forcible touching, and only the prostitution... They plead guilty. He gets time served. Stupid. Uh, I think that um, if you're agreeing that he solicited an underage prostitute. That should still be. That's rape. That should. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and if you're saying that she was consenting, she's still underage. Yeah. This mm. And and the um, ignorance of age is not um, an uh, a defense in New York. Right. I think it's also not a defense in California. As it shouldn't be. Right. So, anyway. So, like, I think Carisi should have argued more. Yeah. Um, but again, we still haven't seen him try a case. Yeah. And Hadid's like... I shouldn't have let you do this. You were too green. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ouch. <laughs> um, so, Bucci's mad. Um, they're like, we're not gonna let this go. And Ivy's like, let it go. <laughs> so... Uh, Getz invites Creasy to their party on a yacht. Bucci calls. The girls are missing. They go out looking for them. Benson and Fid go to um, Getz's yacht. They find Millie and Ivy. The girls and their mom are on the boat. You, you knew the mom was coming back in. I did not. Oh, this is the first time I knew something that you didn't. Yeah, good job. Wow. Because, I mean, she's calling her up. Like, right. Eight. Mm-mm. I knew she was going to come back. She's like, I gave permission, and I'll be supervising. <laughs> Woo, I'm on a yard. Ma'am, you were in rehab. Put the drink down. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so then, also, just before we leave this scene, we hear, hello, congressman. <laughs> and I was like, there's a congressman on the yacht. I bet you Hadid's on the yacht. Probably. Let me tell you. All right. Something um, suspicious. So let's talk about Amanda's therapy sessions. Yeah. Which leads us to how this episode ended. Let's do that. So first of all, we smart with he's funny and smart and kind and good with your kids and you enjoy his company. No! No, we're not. Why is the why is the therapist shipping them? <laughs> right? Yeah, how is that Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um I do like this therapist better than Olivia's therapist because that guy was creepy. <laughs> so Alright. Uh she's like, We're friends, partners. Well, we were partners till he left. And um, she's like, you're upset about that. And she's like, nah. She's like, did you tell him that there was a problem? He should have known. Are we still doing this? Seriously. I'm, okay. Uh, And then as she's leaving, she's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Next time we should talk about my dad. He called after 15 years. I really like that the therapist was like, girl, you don't just. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, you don't just. Oh, by the way. Uh, All right. So then she calls for, it looks like an an emergency session after the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, and the. Here's where my issue is. The therapist was like, can we start with your dad? It's an emergency session. Right. Like, Let's start with what she needs to talk about. Right. And then we could talk about that. Um, he called. It's no big deal. He's getting married and wants her to bring the girls. But she said no. Bucci breaks into the room. You left your gun in the car. You shouldn't do that. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wants his girls home and safe. And he wants gets in jail. 
Do you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. We, we all have heard you, sir. Yep. Uh, and then it's to be continued. Dun dun. Yep. yep. So that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, any final thoughts before I tell us the headline it was ripped from? Wow. <laughs> this is my final thoughts. Okay. Um, for those who have been living in the dark or don't have the internet or don't look at the news, uh, this is very clearly, very clearly ripped from the Epstein story. Um, and for those who seem confused or felt like it was familiar, specifically Grania, if you named her Dahlia Jessup, the episode would be called Flight, and it's season 12, episode 15, which was an Epstein storyline. Um, and in the end of that, just like this one, he gets essentially released, um, and which is what happened. If you followed the storyline of Epstein, um, he was trafficking young women in his home, in his massage room, really flight, like had it. Yeah. Like that was the most spot uh, on. Yes. Yeah. Accurate story. Um, and he had his sometimes girlfriend procure, I guess this time she's a little bit older. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there, he would do this with young women. And he got, a, he got away with it. There was a, a decision that was made that got him away with it. No women had to try, uh, got to testify or anything the first time he then got arrested recently, uh, and was, in jail, he went on a uh, 24-hour suicide hold and then was supposed to be being watched. And depending on who you ask, he killed himself or was, if you're a conspiracy theorist, was murdered by the Clintons. Uh, it's, you know, something around there. He died. He, he's dead. He's dead. Um, which is how we got the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Uh, also, I really, those conspiracy theories are some of my favorite things. It's crazy. Yeah, if you have you own a Twitter account, you've probably seen them. <laughs> yes, um, I think it's hashtag Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, um, but not according to SVU. According to SVU, he did. Yes, from what we saw. Yeah, at least. Um, so that's the rip from the headline. Um, we know that this story will continue. I assume we'll get our new trial or at least start to get to our new trial. Uh, before we head into predictions, let's talk about our poll. Let's do it. So guys, every week we have a poll because there are so, so many amazing SVU episodes. We like to kind of compare and have some polls about which uh, some of your favorites are. Last week, our poll was What's your favorite episode when science and drug mix slash <laughs> don't mix? Because we talked about uh, We Dream Machine Elves. Uh, so in... Oh, it's wet, isn't it? <laughs> perhaps. In fourth place, we have Con, which is season 11. Great episode. Uh, third place, we have Users, also season 11. Season awesome. 11 was a good one for that. Um, in second place, we had Machine Elves, which it was a good one. It was an interesting episode. I'm shocked. First place, wet. <laughs> We knew she didn't stab a captain with a pickle. We all knew that was winning. At least I did. In my heart and soul, I knew that. So thank you for participating. Participate in this week's poll because, guys, I have to tell you, I'm about five episodes to the end of Mad Men, which I'm already in mourning for the first time. And so I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do our favorite episodes with Mad Men guest stars. There's a lot of them. So we have... Season 9, Episode 6, Svengali. That has Jared Harris, who plays Elaine Price on Mad Men. Yes. And that is Oh, the... so he plays on SVU. He was a serial killer who's in jail, and there seems to be a copycat going out, and there's a girl who was a victim who it then turns out is actually in love with him, and he convinced her to, like, start making this copycat happen. Um, really great episode. Yeah, he plays a great 
serial killer. He's, he's scary. I mean, this is not the first time I've seen him play a serial killer. No, but he's. I thought he was pretty scary in that episode. He's, always terrifying he's a little he's a little jared great job being yes. terrifying um we have a season 12 episode 6 branded michael gladys who plays paul kenzie on Mad Men. this is one of your favorite episodes yes i already voted um, <laughs> so this is the one where there's the girl who was raped at camp when she was younger and then she went and tracked down the three guys who raped her she sneaks in in a vacuum uh vacuum cleaner box a box for a vacuum cleaner and then breaks in and brands them there's ruiner um, traitor? Yeah, I, I, I can't remember, were. but it's a good episode. Oh, it's such a great episode. And then she, she's like, who are you? Are you nobody too? Oh, so good. Right. And then it turns out that she has a daughter. Oh, great episode. That's a crazy one. We have Valentine's Day. That's season 13, episode 18. That has Rich Summer, who plays Harry Crane. Also a good one. It starts with him Skyping with his wife, and she's in lingerie, and it's Valentine's Day. And um, he watches her get raped, then gets on a flight, I think, from China. Um, and when he lands, she's missing. And then it turns out that she was sleeping with a guy that she claimed raped her. And she was sleeping with, like, the delivery guy. And she slept with, like, his business partner they had like a loft and mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot <laughs> yes and then we have this one which of course we got vincent carthizer i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but he obviously plays pete campbell pete campbell <laughs> it's pete pete <laughs> aka steve getz um yeah this was this this was a solid episode too these yeah. are all good choices but i'm excited to see which one wins i already voted <laughs> i wonder which one you voted for yeah i really like that one <laughs> um this yeah such a fun episode predictions let's do it we're running out of time, guys. Now, you're after Buzz TV. So this whole two months later is sort of throwing me off because, okay. like, two months, like, I wonder if we're going to catch up to that point. I wonder if we're never going to get to the two months later. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, I'm excited to see because this, I mean, I'm assuming that we're going to start the episode, like, pretty much immediately after where we ended it because sure. it was such a cliffhanger. So I'm like, I'm... I'm curious to see. I think we're close to two months already. I think we Mm. need to assume that, like, the grooming of her... Oh, that's a good point. Right? Like, that montage was time Yeah, passing. no, that's a really good point. Right? Like, she, her her outfits changed, and she lost the weight. Yes. And I think I was thinking from the beginning of when they started investigating, but you're completely right. From, it was two months later from the moment she met Grania and the adorable little dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good point, good point. Um, so, I'm, I, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but um, we're thinking that you, perhaps, you sorry. Well, I'm <laughs> what I'm thinking of is... So I'm thinking that, you know, Booch is not actually going to, like, super hurt Rollins because, I mean, that's not, like, what his deal is. Like, he just wants justice, I think. And so I'm wondering if it's going to be – do you remember the episode where it's the guy from Shameless, I think, and Olivia is, like, trying to talk him down from the hostage situation? I think it's called Father Shadow, and he just wants – and his, his dad is like raping Miranda Lambert's character. Yeah, it's a uh, um, does season thirteen. That wasn't producers back end. No, no, no. This is a different one. This was Father's Shadow because it's one of my favorite episodes in season thirteen. And Olivia's like trying to talk him down. Blah blah blah. So I think it's gonna be maybe sort of like that where Rollins knows that he doesn't actually want to do something wild. He wants like something else. So that has to happen before he like lets her go. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you're right. That is Father's Shadow. It's a great episode. So that's what I... It's maybe... 
kind of reminding me of because he doesn't actually want to hurt anyone. He wants something else. And so right. he's kind of doing that to like gain more attention to his, you know, cause. Yes. Um, I agree with you. I honestly think that this hostage situation, as crazy as it is, I think it's going to be 10 minutes of the first ep- or for the next episode because we still have to find a way to make our case. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a short portion of it. Um, I I also think that, like, we got a lot of stuff to resolve. Rollins was real rude to Kitty. Um, <laughs> Kitty. And, uh, and Finn needs to step up. Like, I think there's a lot of uh, inner team stuff that needs to be resolved. Yeah. Plus, we have to make our case. Plus, we have to find out, because I'm, I'm predicting right here, no basis for this. Hadid is actually um, on the payroll or something. Oh, or, for sure. Because... She's sketchy. I I don't think we've seen it in this episode that she's sketchy. I think but that we've we're seen su- it. Yes, I think we're yeah. supposed to think that she's on our side, and the twist next episode will be that actually she was on the yacht or something. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because he's so well, um, you know, uh, involved with everyone, and because it, we never got answers about the first uh, in the first episode where she was connected to exactly. um, what's-his-face. The other billionaire guy. In, in McShane. Yeah. <laughs> in McShane's character. Um, so I I think that we have to deal with that and that. Maybe she'll turn over evidence or something. I also I want Carisi to do a trial. I agree. I hope we get... Because I feel like we're kind of getting, like, okay, this week is sort of a cat-centric. This is sort of an Amanda-centric. Like, maybe we'll get a Carisi sort of, like centric episodes we did didn't we with uh i feel like at midnight manhattan was carisi centric right but it's not like him doing his lawyer stuff like we had episodes that were like super heavy on like this is like yes they did police work and then barbara tried the case or casey tried the case or whatever so i feel like maybe we'll get more heavy on the 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 order interesting (laughs) instead of the law i worry that because um because of the way Hadid was like, you were too green, I shouldn't have let you do it, that he's going to end up being pushed back. No, I think he's going to prove himself. Uh, he better. I'm thinking that he's going to get a big case and they're going to be like, and Hadid's going to be like, well, you, I don't, you're maybe too green. He's going to be like, no, watch me. I just want to see him, like, cross-examine somebody, you we know? Gotta, we, it's got to happen. It's going to happen, right? It has to. It's kind of like our show forgot the other half of it. Well, we... We're gonna we're gonna find that missing piece of ourselves. Yeah. Um, I really love this and can't wait to see where it goes. Me too. We Thank you. Till, well, we have to wait till January to see the next half, yes. but not to see us. That's true. Um, we are going to good call. Thanks. We are going to um, do the episodes that we missed at the beginning of the season. Uh, we'll do those bef- in the meantime while we wait for the new episode, uh, which is coming out I think January 9th. It'll make that hiatus. Feel not so bad, guys. Yeah, I did not realize we got all of December no ep- new episodes. Tragic. That said, I'm sure there'll be marathons somewhere. Don't even worry. And when and, and there'll be us. So yeah. come join us on Sundays still. Yeah, we're still going to be here Sundays. Ooh, my headphones keep falling off. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who's in our chat today. Yeah. We have Alice and Zach and Audrey and David and Doreen. Um, thank you all so much. And Taylor, you were in there. Thank Woo! you all so much for joining us in the chat. Taylor, where can everyone find you in the poll? Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Go vote in that poll because I'm curious to see what you guys think. Yeah. Uh, I'm Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And we'll see you 
all through the winter. Woo! Right here. Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.